Victory 91.5. That's River Valley Worship. Such a great song. The world needs Jesus. I needed Jesus. And clearly, the person who shared Jesus with me over the phone knew I needed Jesus. Mm, amen. And, and the wild thing is, and, and this is this is why we pray for boldness and timing. Yeah. I had been going to therapy. Uh, it was a therapist. And two years earlier, stopped that therapy. Because I was fixed. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I, I got, got it. This. I got this. <laughs> and, and, and God began to work on me, obviously, unbeknownst to me. So I called her up and set up a phone session and said, Hey, is, is it possible that there's a God? Mm. And that's what she should ask. She took off her therapy hat and put on her Christian hat and said, hey, been waiting. Wow. So when light broke into my life, that changed everything. Mm. And light always defeats darkness. And that's where we are in the Feast of Tabernacles teaching today with Ray Hanson. We got two breaks on light. It's so important. It's crucial. At the end of the first day of the feast, according to the Mishnah, a gigantic candelabra stood within the court of the women in the temple. There's different courts in the temple. Each of the four golden candelabras said to have been about 75 feet tall. Good gosh. All right, seven stories. That's how tall. Wow. Over seven stories. A candelabra. That's a big candelabra. Each one had four branches. At the top of every branch, there was a large bowl. All right? So we're not just talking lights here. Four young men bearing 10-gallon pitchers of oil would climb ladders to fill the four golden bowls on each candelabra. And because it was fall... It was filled with pumpkin spice oil. Of course. <laughs> Everything pumpkin. <laughs> and then the oil in those bowls was ignited. That had to be cool. It's almost like the Olympics, right? That's what I was thinking. You just go, poosh, except you got four massive 75 wow. ones. The temple was on a hill above the rest of the city, so the glow was a sight for the entire city to see. It was a light to remind the people how God's Shekinah glory mm-hmm. had once filled his temple. And that's not something you want to forget. But in the person of Jesus, God's glory was once again present in that temple. And he used that celebration to announce that very fact. He was in the teaching in the court of women just after the feast, perhaps standing right next to those massive candelabras. And he said to everyone gathered there, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, obviously, many refuse to have their own darkness exposed by that light. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Now, if God was first, then no thing and no one else existed then, not even darkness. That which was from the beginning, First John says, God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Mm. Scripturally speaking, darkness isn't the absence of light. It's actually scientifically impossible to create perfect darkness because all objects radiate heat in the form of infrared light and gamma rays and extremely high-frequency light. We can't see it, but it can penetrate even dense materials. So darkness was probably the very first creation of God before the universe itself. He said, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create calamity. 
I, the Lord, do all these things. That's Isaiah 45. So darkness was a creation, and every creation has a purpose. God is always closer than our skin. Doesn't matter how dark or scary the situation gets, or how many times we've messed up, or how big the mess we've made is. Mm. We are creations in process. We can know that the Spirit of God is hovering near us, and He has a vision for just what He's making us into, and He uses darkness or hides things from us as part of the process of revealing himself to us. Just like those times he was hiding and all David had to ask is the right question and light comes in. God said, let there be light and there was light and God saw the light that it was good. God divided the light from the darkness. God called light day, the night he called darkness, of course. So the evening, the morning were the first day. God divided the light from the darkness to say it another way, Jesus triumphs over darkness. Amen. Amen. Everything God is doing in our lives is to accomplish one purpose, dividing the light from the darkness. That's what he's doing in your life right now. He's just trying to get you separated from it. Ephesians 5, for you were once darkness, not walked in darkness. You once were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth finding out what is acceptable to the Lord and have no fellowship or combining or connecting to the unfruitful works of darkness, but mm-hmm. rather expose them because you're light, right? For it's shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light for whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. So the light spectrum includes radio waves, that's us, microwaves, infrared, visible light, ultraviolet, x-rays, gamma rays, and other electromagnetic radiation. So God is raising up many kinds of people with many kinds of gifts, just like the many kinds of light. He's going to fill up some with lots of power, others with revelation, others with skills, others for war. It's all part of the big plan. And, you know, this Feast of Tabernacles, really focuses on light. And we're going to give you another one to step into what that means to be a very special kind of light. And this really comes after uh, Pastor Jason's message on Sunday about what what is God putting in your hands to use Mm. as a weapon of warfare and worship. And and when you said some, he fills up with a lot of power, some with revelations, others with skills, others for war. Don't try to put on somebody else's armor. Oh, my goodness. It don't fit. Yeah. Can't Mm-mm. fight it. Mm. Excellent. Excellent. Part eight is coming up. Uh, continuing on light and counting the cost. It's the Feast of Tabernacles. Ray Haynes in teaching. Go to the Risenstein Facebook page. Click on the link and follow along. For the past few months,